headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, your relationships, and your work. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. The incomparable, the fantastic, fabulous Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. Always fun partner when we're hanging out together. Partner. Now, a little bit later in the hour, I might reveal, I'll just reveal just a little bit. You have a big milestone coming up, but don't I don't know him, whether Ken. or not. I won't. See? Okay. I'll just, you can decide if you want to tell them. Okay. I think you've already decided. I think I just got the message. So I'll hold on to that. But it's exciting. <laughs> It's We're exciting. getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see if I can get her to tell you, but uh, she's awesome. Love hanging out with Jade. And she's going to take your money questions. I'll chime in. I'll take any work-related questions. Let's get that bigger shovel going. How do I make more money? And Jade will chime in on those as well. So let's go, America. 888 825 Kimberly starts us off this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kimberly, how can we help? Hi, thank you so much for taking my, my call. You bet. Um, I, I moved down here about a year ago. I'm a, a full-time student, adult student. Uh, I'm also a full-time server. Um, and I moved down here a year ago from Jersey um, to because my mom had gotten sick and I couldn't take care of her on my own. And my sister agreed to, to help out if I moved down here. Um, I was originally planning on going to grad school and continue on in order to get a job with my degree, um, but that's no longer an option because now I'm caring for my mom. So the only experience I have is serving and restaurant throughout that I worked my way through college, and that's not paying the bills, and that's not a paying the bills enough for to, for, to support myself as well as my mom. Um, and my sister said that she can't handle it. So she said she's leaving at the end of the lease and I'm going to be on my own. And I graduate this spring and I have no idea what job I can get and what, what are you graduating with? What degree? Philosophy and religion. (laughs) In which direction were you going? Cause you just said that I was planning to do this and now I can't. So where was Mm -hmm. that going to play out? What was the goal? Well, I was interested in, I did really well at school and I was approached by the government for um, foreign service officer and Mm -hmm. policy and peacemaking, which really interested me. Um, I always wanted to be the president or or, uh, a philosopher growing up. Um, And then, but before that, my plans was to go into uh, professor, university professor, okay. uh, which requires a master's sure. and a doctorate now. Okay, but um, but I think you've limited yourself, and that's what I want to do. I want to talk about what all you can do. So you are going to finish with this degree in May, is that correct? Yes. So you got the bachelor's. What are you making as a waitress? What are you serving? How much are you making? Nothing. <laughs> well, um, it's not nothing. But where are you working Probably. and how much are you making? We, we got to walk through this. You got to give me some numbers so yeah. we can get somewhere. Um, I'm probably bringing home around 700 a week. Okay. And where, where are you just working at a chain restaurant? What's going on? It's a fine dining steakhouse. Oh, good. Okay. So you're getting some good tips. It's just, it's just you're limited in what you can do there is what you're telling us. Right. All right. So here's the deal. You've got a college degree, and I don't care if it's in philosophy or biology, doesn't matter. With that bachelor's degree, you have the option to teach. Now, you may not be able to teach on the higher ed level, but you can teach, yes or no? 
Yes, and, and? I looked at. I'm sorry. No, go, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. But here's here's what I wanted to say. You can teach, and and you can teach a lot of different topics, and it and it it actually gets you on that path. It may not be the destination that you are aiming at. But but teaching is at least that love, that idea that you had initially. So what's keeping you from pursuing that? Because there are teachers that are dropping out all the time. School systems need teachers. You're going to have a degree, and you're going to make more money. So what's keeping you from doing that? Well, I was looking at that path. <laughs> I was looking at that path and uh, for uh, Catholic school teaching, high school Catholic school teaching, I don't need to be certified by the state right. to do that. So I started contacting uh, the diocese here in Charlotte um, and got some information and interviews about what that would entail. So that is a possible path that I am pursuing. What is the at. financial look outlook, though? What, what, what is, what's the pay range? Not just limiting would, ourselves to the Catholic schools. What's that look like for you? Right. Well, the Catholic schools is actually a higher pay range right. than the public school. So what would that range um, be? Between 60 and 80 to start. Great. So I want to bring Jade in really quick here. Uh, Jade, I'd like to know, Kimberly, what the shortfall is going to be. If Sis is backing out, so she's not helping with rent, presumably, what yeah. is the shortfall that you have to be able to take care of your, of your student loan payment plus all of your living expenses? Can you walk? Jade through that. Yeah, what what tell me more about your financials. Obviously, we know you're making around 2800 a month. Uh what's the le- what's the total uh rent or lease payment that you ha- that you'll be taking on? So, uh, there I wouldn't be able to stay at the house. It, it would be um it, it's 2300 for the oh, house. Okay. So, have you started actively looking for other places? Yes. Okay. So when I moved down here, it cost me five thousand to move down here. So that put me into more debt, mm. obviously. Okay. So um, okay, and that's on a credit card. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Keep running out the story. So my my total debt right now, I have about ten thousand in debt on credit card. Okay, ten k on um, credit my cards. Student, my student loans are going to kick in, and I have well, they probably won't kick in for another eight or nine months. That's right. But um, it'll be about twenty-two thousand in total. For, okay. For Anything else? Cars. Loans, and then I have five thousand left on my car. Okay, good. Okay. Um, what when you're looking out there for apartments, what do you think you can get? And can you get another roommate? Can you get something cheaper with a roommate? That would be my thing. One, I'm not looking for the twenty-three hundred dollar apartment. I'm looking for the eighteen hundred dollar apartment, mm-hmm. if possible. Something I can share with somebody that you know is reliable and dependable. Um, because what I'm hoping to get you to is an apartment that you could afford on your own mm-hmm. in case the roommate moves out, but you've got a roommate there as a safety net so that you can save some money. So that's what we're looking for. Um, and I, you know, listening to what you said to Ken, I just kind of want to know what the timeline is on this Catholic school thing, because that's yeah, it's your just problem one option. is an income problem. That's the, that's the true issue here. And, uh, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, anything that's making more than what you're making now. Anything you can mm-hmm. add to that is a plus right now. Even if it's not, you know, it, it might take several months for this Catholic school thing to shake out. But if there's anything that you can add to what you're doing now to, to solve this income problem that's short term, that's right. Then do it. Kimberly, I want to add to that. I, I you can, we're going to give you every dollar. Uh, Jade, let's give her something here yeah. in, in about 10 seconds. But Kimberly, listen. With that degree and a 3.7 unemployment rate in the United States, and Charlotte is a very good market, 
you are just using that degree to do whatever you need to do to get a, a foot into this debt, kick it out, and then we make the progress. But I would be teaching. I'd be going the direction you want to go, but you've got to make more money. Jade, what can we give her? Let's give her every dollar. Matter of fact, let's set her up with Financial Peace University, that whole Ramsey Plus bundle, so she can have everything she needs. Kimberly, follow the steps. You've got this. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, who needs some help out there? You're just going, I'm I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be with my money. I'm not where I want to be in my relationships. I'm not where I want to be in my professional journey. If that's you, no shame in your game, number one. And number two, we'd love to help. Mm-hmm. We being Jade Warshaw, my colleague, co-host, and friend. And I'm Ken Coleman, or Ramsey Personalities, and we're here for you. This is a this is a listener, a viewer show. We are here for you. We take your questions, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Let's go to Detroit now. Kendall is there. Kendall, how can we help? Hi, nice to talk with you today. You too. What's going on? Um, so I just graduated medical school about a half a year ago. Hey, cool. congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I have about three and a half years left. Obviously, residency salary is about 60000 mm-hmm. I have about two hundred and twenty in student debt, um, but no other debt in my life. Um, so my plan is, like, you know, I can't pay off my debt while I'm a resident. I don't make enough. But when I graduate, I was going to live off of, like, 40000 pay off my debt in two years. But yeah. my question is, I don't have, like, any money saved for retirement, and I'll be 33 when I start making six figures. So... Should I prioritize paying off my debt or should I start saving more for retirement? Well, Jay's going to help you on that, but I'm just real curious. What do you think that starting salary is? And what do you think the range um, is maybe in the first couple years? Uh, 270 to 300, most Ooh, likely. Jade. You can do something with that, can't you, Coach? Listen, <laughs> I'm excited for you. Um, Thank you. You I'm know, excited too. you should be. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. You know, you've got this big milestone, you know, coming up. You've got three and a half years left of med school. So that's, that's cool. So luckily you came out of this with only 20,000 of student loans. Can I just quickly oh, ask? Sorry, me? Sorry, no, 220. 220. Yeah, what? 220. Yeah. I caught okay. that one. Woo. Listen, I'm glad I asked because I was like, how in the world did you do that? <laughs> All right. So you've got 220 of student loans, nothing else, right? Yes, nothing else. Okay, and we've got a couple more years of sixty thousand salary, sixty to eighty, yeah. or just sixty. Yeah, like sixty to seventy, probably. Okay, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, they're not going to become due until after you graduate, right? And then you've got, well, are they going to be? Does it does your residency count for that, or is it separate? So they're on. I'm on an income based repayment plan, and also the save plan. So okay. Like typically they gain a thousand dollars a month of interest, but the, those, those two plans allow me to um, pay 233 and the government co- um, pays the rest of the interest. So they're not going to grow in residency and I only have to pay 233 a month. But when I graduate, that'll change. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, you know, I would try to pay as much as you can with the salary mm-hmm. that you have. I mean, that's all that you can do. But what I really want to address is the fact that you said that you're only 33 years old and you'll be 33 when it's time to retire or when it's time to start saving for retirement and you don't want to be behind. And I, whenever I hear that, I kind of just want to let people know, like I've been there. And, you know, when my husband and I were paying off our student loan debt, which was about 280,000, 
you know, we didn't finish that until we were around your age, 33, uh, pregnant with my, my son, and we hadn't started investing at all. And I mm-hmm. kind of want you to understand that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just pretend, I, I love doing the investment calculator. So let's let's just play around here. How, how old are you, can I ask? Yeah, I'm 29 right now. Oh my goodness, you're 29. So let's just say, <laughs> I'm gonna plug this in. We have a really cool investment calculator. And I'm just gonna say, let's pretend you're 29 years old now. Let's pretend that you plan to retire at age 62. Let's just say that. Um, and you have mm-hmm. zero in retirement now, right? Mm-hmm. And let's just say because you're let's say because you're saving for a home, you're not investing the whole 15 mm-hmm. percent that we would advise when mm-hmm. the time comes. So let's say you're investing 10 percent. So twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Fair. Are you tracking with me? Yep. OK, so we're doing twenty seven hundred. I'm plugging that in and let's just be very conservative and say an eight percent annualized rate of return. Let's okay. calculate that and see what that'll be. So. When the time comes, you'll have over five million dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> five million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I think you're going to be all I right. Never, never <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think you're going to be just fine. Never. So oh, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's, that's what I want you to leave here with is, yeah, all right, I've got time. I'm working, you know, I'm doing the MD thing. I'm paying as much as I can. Once I hit this salary, I'll be able to knock out whatever remains. I'll save up three to six months of expenses in baby step three. And by then, like I said, you might be wanting to save for a down payment too. Mm -hmm. And that's baby step Mm -hmm. 3B. And that comes before you start investing. So you've got time and you might start to do baby step 3B and baby step four, which is investing 15% at the same time. Whatever you choose there, you're going to be fine. $5 million, that makes me sleep a lot better. At yeah. night, Ken. And, and those yeah. numbers, and, and by the way, Kendall, those numbers are going to be way bigger than that. She was just going real conservative here. That's if you, you never right. make any more money. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you're going to you pay off your starting debt. salary. <laughs> what, two years? You pay off your debt, then you got your emergency fund yeah. after that, you save for a house. Let's just say you don't start investing until 36. Again, mm-hmm. not an issue because of the amount of money that your 15% represents. Mm-hmm. And the compound interest is insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that. That's the point. I don't, I, that's the whole thing that you called about. Mm-hmm. You're not too late. You aren't going to be destitute. Mm-hmm. You're going to be very, very wealthy. Is it just you? Okay. Kindle? Right now it's just me. I'm still I'm still uh yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but so th- that's a great point, Jade. Yeah. That doesn't take into account a double income. Oh, by the way, you know what else it doesn't right. take into account? All the money you're what? gonna make on a house because you're gonna put a really big chunk down and you're gonna pay it off. And yeah, so you're gonna have a pay for a house told, when you retire as well. I, I gotta tell you, Kendall, I'll be shocked if you don't do what we tell you to do if you're not in the ten million range by the time you're sixty five. Be shocked. That's incredible. <laughs> and I, I'm not uh, making I've that up, am I? Security. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a stretch. No, I don't think that's a stretch. You know, so so yeah. you got this. You got it? Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, Follow the plan. Hey, do you have any of our products? You got any books um, or anything I, that you kind of lean on? I don't. My sister went through your program, um, and she normally just like talks to me about all of this kind of stuff. But I don't have any. I want to give you something, Jade. Let's give her something to kind of cement this, so that she can see the process for sure. Total Money Makeover. Yeah, Total Money Makeover. And hey, I want you to head to everydollar.com/slash Jade, and I want you to pick up 
every dollar premium and it, it'll give you $15 off. And what I love about every dollar premium is you can kind of, the same way that I plugged in your numbers and mm -hmm. gave you that snapshot of what your investing future could look like, we've got a financial roadmap planner on there that you can plug in all sorts of numbers to figure out where you want to be and where you're going to meet certain milestones. So you can plug in numbers to figure out how long it would take you to save three to six months of expenses or how long it would take you to save up for a home, those sorts of things. So um, we'll make sure you have that. And I think yeah. she's all set. Kendall, you're a rock star. Uh, okay, Jade, we got about a minute here. We got new people coming in all the time. So uh -huh. I think it's really good to revisit what is a really sensible question. Yes. And that is, I've got all this debt and if it takes me six years or five years or four years to pay it off. I'm so far behind the eight ball in investing. Why do we teach that the way we do that we clear debt first mm -hmm. before we invest? Explain that to newcomers who might still be going, ah, really? I mean, there's a lot of reasons, a lot of good reasons. The first reason is your income is your biggest wealth building tool. Like mm -hmm. that's a Dave Ramsey classic quote right there. You need your income available in order to be able to invest it. And for most of us, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Like we don't have any money left at the end of the month, but after we've paid our bills, our car note, we've got groceries, we paid the kids daycare. Most of us don't feel like we have that breathing room because we have so many debts and bills. So the first step is to clear that out. So you get your money back in your budget and then you save up three to six months because if you don't save, first and you start investing right away, if an emergency comes, you start pulling from your retirement or you start using credit cards and you go back into debt. So you pay off the debt, you build up the savings, and then and only then we start investing. And that's the way it works. If you start doing it out of order, you start messing yeah. yourself up, Ken. And you just proved it. Once you start that investing, compound interest becomes your best pal. And so it can work. You're not too late. Trust the process. It works. We're so glad you've joined us. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We're here for you, America. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Feeling stuck? Got some fear? Got some doubt around money or uh, your work or relationships? We're here for you. That's what we love to do is coach you up, help you see a clear path forward so that you can move forward confidently. 888-825-5225. Let's go to the Big Apple, New York, New York. I'm heading there tomorrow Ooh. night jack how can we help hey guys how you doing good what's going on hey um yeah so i uh, am actually pretty happy with the kind of career that i have but mm -hmm. i'm hitting an income ceiling okay. um, pretty seriously this past year and i'm a little bit lost on how to move forward and raise that you know i kind of delve into delved into you guys this whole program like last week i kind of binged and um i actually paid off 
um, all my credit card debt last week. Nice. It, was, it wasn't it wasn't that much. It was just six k, but I had some savings, so I just went ahead and did it. It's fantastic, uh, Jack. How'd that feel? It was great. Yeah. It was amazing, and it's just like, yeah. Now I'm just kind of, you know, I put that thousand dollars aside as well. Mm. Great, um, good. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to figure out how to get the income I get up it. because you know the. The Big Apple ain't cheap. No, it's <laughs> not. It is not. I like to visit. I would not live there. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel you on that. Okay, let's let's dig into this. So sure. what profession are you in, and what is your income? Um, I'm in the interior decorating and design business. Okay. And then I'm also, a, I'm also an oil painter as well, so I get a little bit of my income from selling paintings, too. Okay. That's awesome. What's your income? Um, I, uh, this year, I made 85K. Okay. And are, what's your living situation? An apartment? Yeah, I live in an apartment alone. Where? Um, You're not on a, Manhattan. Uh, I was going to say, it's I, not I, Midtown. I am in Manhattan. I got very lucky. I, I'm rent stabilized. Oh, wow. No. Oh, good for lucky you. Lucky ducky. What is your rent? Uh, it's 1900 Wow. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm actually yeah, shocked, Jack. I'm really no, shocked. It's, it's, I've been here a while, so that's the kind okay, of deals good. you get when you stick around. There that's awesome. Go. Good for you. All right, so yep. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the field, but I don't have to be, so I need to dig in here. And when you say you've hit sure. that lid, I think that's a great way of describing that. Is that because of qualification or is it because of association? And what I mean by that is the company you're in right now, there's just not a lot of opportunity for growth, if any at all. Explain to me what's the lid. Yeah, so I actually, um, so there are kind of two branches of the of where I get my income in the interior design business. Okay, I'm in the union as a decorator, so that's a sixty an hour, you know, set wage, right? Uh, or set hourly. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, and then I also garner freelance work on my own, which I actually charge much more for, but it's mm-hmm. much more inconsistent. And I'm, I have like three or four, maybe five clients a year that I do interiors for mostly like restaurants in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on your so, time, do those gigs yeah. pay a whole lot better? I know you can charge way more. better, way All better. Right. All right. So, and we know that you said at the start of the call that you love the industry. So you want to I be do. in there. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, let me absolutely. tell you something. The union, and, and don't take this as a political statement. I'm not making a political right. statement. Uh, but in this case, the union situation for you is the lid. You're just not going to get right. a bump in pay unless the union fights and then that goes up. And so what you've got to do here is, I hate to oversimplify this, Jack, but this is about good old-fashioned connections and hustle and get the word out because you've proven you've done it mm-hmm. on some level, Right. Now right, we just got to right. say it, it, this is the this is the play. It's almost like getting a blank sheet of paper, and you get a loan, you get quiet, and you go, "What do I have to do to double and triple and list for heck of it quadruple the amount of what you're calling freelance work?" Mm-hmm. That's the right. exercise, and I'm going to tell you what it's going to come down to. You going back to those restaurants that you did work for and say, hey, would you be willing to make a referral for me? Do you know anybody? Mm-hmm. Have you had a conversation that I could do some work for? Uh, you are totally. every square second of the day when you're not engaged in work. You're going, 
Who do I need to connect with this week? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to yeah, connect see, with next week? That's not what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I think sure. I, know. I think you're focused on the wrong yeah. lid. To Ken's point, I think you're thinking about you can't control my, that my union hourly line. wage, but you you're part of this union. But I'm looking at this. I'm going, oh my gosh, this is yeah. limitless. Like that's right. as long as you know how to do the thing, and people have used you out there in the in the wild on your own. That's right. That is invaluable. My goal would be, right. I want to get away from this union job, and I want to be starting my I own thing. 100%. And I want my new problem to be i have so many people coming to me i only have 24 hours in the day i need to start hiring some folks right that's really where we're going i guess guess my mindset lately has just been i'm trying to kind of save my butt with the you know more steady union pay like as a just a steady income um well but jack Jack, let me tell you what i would do if i were you okay we're gonna get real real okay i would keep the union gig and you need to relax you got your steady you don't have to stop it today you don't need to worry about steady You've got the steady. Right. So now you have to say, okay, so 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 you're in Manhattan. Um, are there a couple of restaurants or social places, coffee shops or whatever that you frequent? Give me a oh, little bit of latitude. Tons. Huh? A tons. tons. Gotcha. And are there wealthy people that also frequent these yes. joints? Okay. <laughs> yes, All right. And Jack, yeah. do you have a winning personality? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> I was going to say, say yes. yes. I vote yes. So, Jack, I'm starting <laughs> to talk to people, and 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 do you know what the easiest way to get someone to ask you about what you do? Has anybody ever told you this, Jack? What do you think the answer is? I have no idea. It's just great. You know what you do? You start talking to somebody, you go, "What do you do?" And you'd be super interested in them, Jade. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Right. And Jade starts talking about me, and I need to be so passionately enthusiastic about what jade's telling me that at some point if she's not a sick human being (laughs) and she's not and she's gonna say to me ken what do you do and then i go i'm an interior decorator i work for the union but i gotta tell you i've just really enjoyed i did this restaurant over there on 47th and blah 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 well you know my friend is looking for somebody to redo his restaurant because he just started yeah or some sweet old lady who's got eight strands of pearls around her neck in manhattan goes i'd like to redo my bathroom Mm -hmm. or whatever (laughs) and all of a sudden jack we got deals i know that's you understand what i'm saying so jack i do this is about you connecting and the more you connect and you share and you show your work you ought to create a facebook page by the end of tonight Mm because it's free you ought to get an instagram account up tonight because it's free do you have all that jack yeah i I do have a website and instagram for my decorating business guess what Uh it's one click of a button to share with somebody hey listen if you'd like to redo your townhome uh, I'd like to come by sometime next week. Let's take a look. I'll give you a couple quotes, no cost, yeah. no no pressure. And then the sweet old lady right. goes, and then she does it. And then she goes, Jack, I got to tell you about Ethel. And yeah. next thing you know, you've got all these big, you know, blue okay. blood, upper echelon New Yorkers paying you premium rate, Jack. I know. That's, listen, Jack, slide it in my DMs because I want to see what type of work you do because you never know. Somebody. Okay. Wow. That's the first time that's happened. I've never I just heard her say that. Jack. <laughs> She may be getting something. You, she may have a project for you. I know people that know people is all I'm saying. So I might just slide it on in there. Everybody we'll see. needs a bathroom redone. Everybody needs a bathroom <laughs> Promise redone. Promise you right now, Jack. All right, now, we've had some fun with this, but I'm actually yeah. as serious as a heart attack. Mm-hmm. That, is sure. the, that is the strategy for you. That is the sure. bridge from where you are today to where you want to be financially. And here's how this works, Jack. You do what Jade and I was, were just telling you to do. There's going to come a day where you replace all of that union income with the side hustle income. Yes. And that's when you say, bye-bye, union. 
and you start doing the projects that you want to do, mm-hmm. and you now go from 80 to 160 to 320. That's right. I mean, dude, if I'm an interior decorator, the place I want to be is the Big Apple. That's right. Start right. spreading the, the news. news. That's Jack right. is designing today. That's right. Come on, Jack. I want to. There it is. You left me hanging, kid. Oh, sorry. Well, I was getting nervous. It was starting to go up a little bit. I hadn't warmed up. Jack, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Thanks, guys. I Get busy. It. Hang on the line. I'm going to give you my number one best-selling book called The Proximity Principle, which says this. If I'm around the right people, Jade, and I'm in the right places, opportunity finds me. It's that simple, Jack. And, oh, by the way, hang on. Jade wants a 20% discount on her uh, her new sunroom. We'll see how that goes. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. The Ramsey Show continues. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We are here for you, America, taking your money questions, your work-related questions. 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Let's stay local. Nashville, Tennessee is where Young joins us. How can we help? Hey, um, quick question. Um, so I'm in a 401k currently, um, and it's set to aggressive. It's in a cookie cutter fund. And I was wondering if I should just leave it alone and let it, let it kind of do its thing, or if I should just actively manage it myself. So the 401k is through your job, and it kind of has, I'm guessing, like three three knobs you can choose for it. Right. So it has like conservative, uh-huh. um, moderate, and then aggressive. Or and you can. I am 25. So. Or you have the option. Is it within the same 401k that you can choose the actual funds? Yes. So I can actually go in there, and it won't give me every single fund you know, in the in the stock market, but I uh-huh. can. Um, actively kind of manage it uh myself yeah i mean what else you guys were thinking i would choose the funds i would go in and i would try to find one that's you know uh growth growth and income aggressive growth and international and i would split my contribution equally over those four types so that you kind of have your money divided out and then from Mm -hmm. there on i'd you know set it and forget it okay and I, I think that's going to be a little better than to just choose aggressive, you know, because you don't really know. You can't really look and see what the funds are and how, you know, what's what's p- part of that mix. Right. Um, so it actually will list out kind of uh, what's in there. So it has um, a lot of the things that you stated before, mm-hmm. but it's also in um, like the total stock market growth and then. Um, stable and then it has international funds. Mm-hmm. But I also so I manage. Um, about forty-five thousand of in my own portfolio uh, uh-huh. that I manage myself. Oh like yeah, a dividend portfolio, and then I have a little over thirty thousand um, in the uh, the four hundred one k, and okay. then I have about fifty-five and change in cash. 
Okay. Yeah, if if it, if I'm you, I'm not going to turn that aggressive knob. I'm going to pick the funds myself ac- across that mm-hmm. mix of four. Um, and my question to you is, what percentage are you investing right now? So uh, right now, per my the budgeting method that I'm using, um, I have thirty percent invested. Uh, I have seven percent of that going toward my four hundred one k. Okay. Because um, my company matches just up uh, to that match. Yeah. Okay. And then match a little bit. And then you're not going over to a Roth IRA after that, because that's what I would suggest. I'd I'd invest um, in the four hundred one k up to the match, and then I'd go over. And if I still had money, I would max out a Roth IRA. And if I still had okay. money, then I'd go back to the four hundred one k, and I'd max that out. And if I still had money, if I had an HSA, I'd probably go to that next. And if I still had money, <laughs> then I'd go in and probably go go into a brokerage, assuming you're single, that is. Um, so I am married, um, and I think I can't do, like, the way that it's set up is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a 401k, but within it, it takes out after taxes, so it's like a Roth, but it's yeah. a 401k. Yeah, you can um, have a Roth 401k. Okay they weren't explaining it very well and I was like so, so what do I So do? in that case yeah. in that case since you do have a Roth 401k I would max that out first completely you've got the match it's Roth that's amazing so max out that Roth 401k first then you know you and your wife are both ma- is her situation the same or is hers just a traditional match traditional 401k So she's a teacher um so okay. I believe it comes out automatic Yes yeah, so it's very automatic Okay. With mine. So let me say this in a way that's not confusing. Do you know um, with your wife's, is it how much are they pulling out of her paycheck each time? What uh, percentage? They're, they're pulling 5%, I believe, if I did the calculations correctly. Okay. So you're investing far more than we would say. I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume that you haven't paid off your house yet or have you? I have not. Okay. Technically, until you've paid off your house, we would suggest that you're only investing 15% of your combined incomes, right? And so Mm -hmm. we would say in your situation with you and your wife, we would say the 5% that she has, you can kind of just treat that as as gravy or you could could treat it as half the amount, so maybe 2.5%. Like, you know, don't treat it as the whole amount because you don't get to really choose what it's invested in. And so we want to invest as much of our money as we can in things that we're choosing. So for that... I would say the first the first route you're going with you guys' entire 15% is you ro- maxing out that Roth 401k. That's the best investment that you vehicle that you guys have got. I wouldn't invest anything above the 5% into her 403b or whatever it is. I would then mm-hmm. next go to both of you maxing out a Roth IRA, both of you. And then after okay. that, if there's money, I probably, you know, her 403B might be fine, but I might still go to another investment vehicle depending on on what that's invested and what you've seen the rate of return is on that 403B. Okay. And if you've seen that it's good or normal, you know, then you can max that out. But yeah, that's what I would do in your situation. Okay, perfect. Um, Because we're using the 50-30-20 method and we kind of do it separately. And then we have the way that our accounts are set up, I'll just take... Um, you know, the 30% from her after the, you know, the traditional um, 401k and all that from her side. Yeah. And then I'll use all that and kind of break down my um, my budget and for both of us, really. 
I mean, the fact is, and I, I'm not mad at it, we have different ideologies as far as maybe how to budget, how to combine the finances, but hopefully, you know, you'll you have a you know you'll respect my view on the the investing and maybe you'll consider it i'm not going to try to like shift your whole bedrock here in this conversation because i don't think that you're here for that no i i love uh i watch y'all's show a lot and i respect um and love all y'all's opinions okay good. that's how i kind of formed um what i've been doing yeah so all Listen, right. I, well, thank I, you, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, absolutely. You're on a good he's, path. He's trying to get, he's getting, gathering information and doing what he thinks is best for his, his family. Yeah, I and like his, it. Situation. You know, I was, he sounds like a guy who really understands it, but it, it makes me nervous. And I want you to address this. Mm -hmm. And I said nervous, metaphorically, that he's managing his own retirement account, 401k. Yeah. So it let's talk about that. makes me a little nervous. Let's talk about that. You know, I, I, I spoke to Dave recently somewhat recently about that because we did a a rapid fire on baby steps four five and six mm -hmm. right four yep. four is investing 15 percent five is investing or setting aside for kids college and of course six is paying off the house and so i said to dave i said listen you know most people they have their 401k and and similar to what uh young said you can either kind of choose the one of three knobs like mm -hmm. conservative mediocre and then aggressive or you can go in and choose the funds and i said to dave i said do you really need um, a professional to help you just pick out your 401k. And he was like, not necessarily. But if you're going beyond that, which which all of us will and should, right. then you do want to work with that professional because you don't want to to just go out, you know, to just open up Charles Schwab and just be out there on your own and like, I'm going to pick a fund. What do you What yeah. do you know? Yeah, you know, I that's agree. like me being like, you know what? I think I have a cavity. Let me go in here and see what I can do. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think you make a great point. And what we and what we teach folks is that you need to understand it. So when we talk about a smart vester pro. And we mentioned them on our on the website, and they are professionals yeah. that, again, they're independent, they're on their own, but we recommend these folks because they believe in the process that we teach. The reason that matters is is I sat down, we have our annual meeting. Stacey mm -hmm. and I just did it last week. Mm -hmm. And there's I'm, I'm co-hosting this show, done this for years. Yeah. And I still have good questions that I need answers to, and, and, and they're simple sometimes. That's and right. um, I need to understand every move we're making, but I need guidance to figure out what move to make. And then right. I understand it to the point where I always make the decision. Mm -hmm. Stacey and I both go, all right, hey, John, explain this to me, or what about this? Mm -hmm. I get all the explanation. When I understand it, now I'm in total control of making the decision. And mm -hmm. that's why the expert, that's right. the real pro, comes into play here. Yeah, They know about stuff we don't know about. They have better strategies. They have experience and that's why we like to do that but young i mean listen you're you're not in bad shape at all thank you for the call very mm -hmm. thoughtful stuff great hour jade warshaw always fun partner to hang with you thanks to james childs and the crew for keeping us on the air and thank you america for watching this is the ramsey show live from the headquarters of ramsey solutions this is the ramsey show it's where we help you win specifically with your money your work and your relationships, all those go together to live that meaningful life, to have the life that you've dreamed of. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me, and we are here for you this hour. 888-825-5225. Let's get it started right out of the gate with Milwaukee, Wisconsin is where Emily is. Emily, how can we help? Hi, thanks for having me on. You guys you are really bet. awesome to listen to. It's oh, been great. Well, thank you. What's going on? <laughs> uh, 
had a question. Um, my husband and I, uh, we've, had, we've been together for 12 years. We're high school sweethearts. We've Aww. been married. It'll be two years in June. Okay. Uh, just only question that I have is uh, we, I guess, like 2021, I bought a house. Uh, we didn't have him on it because his, my mom kind of helped and uh, said, you know, just have you on it because your credit score is higher than his. If his is lower, you're going to get like a lower loan. So, And you weren't uh, married yet, right? No, we were engaged. And now I see that was dumb later like because no, it didn't work out. No, no that was right. <laughs> we, agree that, with, no. we agree with mom. I agree with mom on that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but so now, we, now, um, now when I had like my, uh, I had to pay property taxes, I'm like, oh, it's like in my old name. It's just me. Should I add them to the deed? Is that going to affect anything? If, if something like happens, would it go to him? Cause I talked to my property manager lady that's in, uh, not property manager, mortgage lady. And she said that it's a marital state. So if anything happens to go to him, but would it matter if he's on the deed or not since we're married now? I would definitely add him to the deed. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes him an owner because right now he doesn't own it. It's He's not an owner of your house, only you are. Um, and so for that reason, and I kind of flipped the script in my mind. I'm like, if if I met yeah. Sam and he had a house and I was like, hey, can can you put me on the deed? And he said, no, that would definitely affect me. <laughs> It would affect him because he'd be on the moon. But I was going to say, <laughs> I believe that you would smack him right upside the head. Yeah. On that. yeah. Um, so just I think for you guys to really feel like one unit in one, uh, I would definitely add him to the deed. Um, and then it does strike up a bigger conversation of just, you know, with what did you say you talked to a lawyer or real estate about this? Uh, her mortgage professional mortgage professional yeah. mortgage person yeah yeah and those she are- says if i were to do that i would have to go to the attorney and rewrite the deed and it cost maybe uh some money to do that yeah but she's like you really don't need to do that because it's marital property so he has half and that's I'm like, oh, true okay. that's but i just true. wasn't sure i you know i would put his name on it um, I'm the type of person I just like stuff to be sealed tight. I, I want both people's names on the deed. Yeah. I'm, I have a will and in the will, everything is specific. So if you don't have that now that you're married for sure, everybody needs a will, but now that you're married for sure, the two of you need to get a, a will, um, separate that lists what each other wants. And you both need to make sure you have life insurance. Those are the three things yep. that are really important, uh, when you join life and join finances. And they're just three things that really say, listen, I love you and I want to love you well in the, in those ways. Yeah. Emily, okay. I, I, and we actually just got a, term life insurance. Oh, <laughs> good. That's good. what I'm talking about. That was really helpful. Oh, yeah. good job. I completely agree with Jade. I, if you're looking for what we think, that's it. And, uh, it's just the right okay. way to do it. And, and it's easy and it's not that expensive. That's right. So, you that's know, right. It's, this is not one of those convenience issues. You just never know. Here's the other thing. You never know what the state legislature is going to do. Are you keeping up with that? Uh-huh. The will and the deed will take care of all of this and get it, get it mm-hmm. snapped up mm-hmm. nice and tight. Uh, Brianna, if I got that right in Superior, Wisconsin, how can we help? Hi, thank you for having me. You bet. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, I'm hooked on phonics. It's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. How can we help today? Um, so I'm just trying. So I'm 20 years old, and I'm trying to find the best way possible that I can um, pay off my debt and 
hopefully encourage my boyfriend to do the same. Whoa. Um, Let's start with just yeah. you. <laughs> That's two different yeah. calls. <laughs> that is, that is. But look, I'm glad that you're looking out for your guy as well. Um, yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your situation. Um. So, like I said, I'm 20. I ended up taking out a credit card and a loan right after high school. So probably a year after high school. So I was 19. Mm-hmm. Pretty much my whole childhood, my parents have kind of were like, you know, being an adult, you'd take out credit cards, you'd right. take out loans. And I kind of thought that that's what you had to do to jumpstart your life no. as an adult. You're not and, alone. <laughs> walk us, uh, give yeah. Jade your, your, your smallest to largest debts. Can you walk us through all those? One at a time. Smallest yep. to largest. Um, so I have two um, bank credit cards. So um, the first one that payoff is $500. That was my first one that I took out. I have a second credit card that is $300 to pay off. And then I have um, a store credit card that is also $300 to pay okay. off. Okay. What about this other loan? Um, so I have a four-wheeler loan that I ended up taking out uh, when I was 19. So a little over a year ago, um, it was $3,500, okay. I think, with um, maybe a 4 or 6% interest rate. I haven't checked it. Um, Is it still $3,500 or have you paid it down? Um, it's So my boyfriend actually ended up taking out the loan himself um but i my parents were telling me if you really want to help your credit out you should probably move that four-wheeler loan onto your name so when we did move it over it ended up uh we uh we ended up having to pay the full amount and start from scratch oh wonderful advice way to go mom dad come on now wow okay So now you've got the $3,500 four-wheeler. It's back in your name where it started. Yep. <laughs> you've got yep. the two credit cards for $300 and the credit card for $500. Is there anything else? Student loans, cars? Hopefully um, I not. do not have any student loans or cars. Luckily, Good. my parents uh, bought me a nice car when I was in high school. So I still drive that. Is it paid off? With it. Um, or are they making payments for not, you? They're the, one that are, they're the ones that are making payments for me. Um, okay. I want to, I'm going to ask more about that. Um, do you know what the car is worth by the way? I'm just curious. Um, it's a 2016 Outback. So it's probably, I think I checked. It's probably around the six to $8,000 mark on Kelly blue book. Okay. Especially with the miles on it. Um, okay. Here's the thing. Um, you've got a lot of debt to pay off. It's not a lot, you know, you're 20 years old, but it's a lot for a 20 year old. What are you earning real quick? Just tell me what you make every um, month. So I take home about twenty-two to $2,500 a month. Okay. So All right, tell you what, Brown, and we're running up against a break, and I want Jade to be able to walk you through how to knock this out. Thanks, so Ken. we got to do a quick commercial break. When we come back, it's Jade and Brianna, and we're going to show her how she gets out of this debt you learn pretty today. quickly. So don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, everyone needs ID theft protection. It doesn't matter your age, how much money you have, or where you live. We all worked too hard to build our personal and financial reputations to have some thief rip them to shreds. 
Trust me, it's an absolute nightmare if you become a victim. But wasting money on overhyped, expensive plans doesn't make sense either. That's where Xander's ID theft plan comes in. They've bundled together the services you need at pricing that can't be beat. Whether you're looking for monitoring that includes your home title, VPN encryption, unlimited recovery services, or stolen funds protection, you'll get that and more at great value while dealing with people you can trust. I've seen these guys in action, which is why I have Xander's plan for my family and our entire team. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282 to get protected. Save money and stay ahead of the identity theft nightmare. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. And Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. Thrilled to have you with us. The phone number to jump in is 888 888- 825-5225. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is rougher in some areas of the country than others, but there are things that make sense to do no matter where you live. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Thank Brianna. you, James. All right. No, it's okay. But this is live radio, and I'm okay with it. James, our fearless leader, reminded me we still have Brianna on the line. Where would we be without you, James? Well, Someone I'll reminded me to remind you, so it wasn't even me. Probably <laughs> in the ditch. Uh, that We would drive the truck right into the ditch. Okay, so we'll skip the neighborly question of the day for, for right now. now. We'll get back to it. I know you all love to hear me read. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here's where we were. Okay, so let me set us up. James, thank you for reminding me, or Austin or whoever. Uh, okay, so Brianna called in. Yes. And she doesn't have a ton of debt. I think I heard a, a 500, a 500, and a 300. Something like Some yeah. credit cards, not a lot. Very low. And then she's got a $3,500 uh, four-wheeler loan, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. And so Yeah, we started talking about her income. Right. So now Jay's going to walk her through uh, how she's going to pay this debt off. So, Brianna, are you still there? Yep. All right. Okay. Take it away, Jade. Okay, so you had just told us that you're making 2500 a month, correct? Yep. Okay, good. Um, And what's your living situation? You're living with the boyfriend or no? Yep. Okay. And yep, you, and, I'm living with them. And you guys are split, splitting rent or does he like own a house or something? Um. So we live in what they call a luxury flat. Um, we're actually paying pretty cheap rent in our area. So uh, separately we're paying us. Uh, uh, six hundred a month. Okay, um, so that's in total. Pretty cheap. Okay. Yep. So in total, it's um, almost twelve hundred dollars. Okay. For a studio. Okay. Great. Yep. So you're not like overly extended on your um on your rent per se. Um, yep. I would like if it was six. Here's the thing: six hundred dollars in mm-hmm. normal life is great. Uh, when you're making twenty five hundred, it's it's a little more, mm-hmm. right? So the the cure the yeah. cure here is you're not going to find anything cheaper than six hundred. So you've got to get your income up for more reasons than just the mm-hmm. rent. Also, so that you can uh, start making headway on paying off this debt. What is your what's the job? Because I want Ken to jump in here because I can tell you right now the formula is find more work so that you can increase your income so that you can pay off these debts quickly. Because at the end of the month, after you've paid your bills. Uh, I don't know why I want to say your name wrong, Brianna. After you've paid your bills, after you've bought groceries, after you've done the things that you need to do, how much money do you have left over? 
Um, so for the week, I probably have around 250. 250 200. each week? Each week? Yep. Okay. Yep. So right now, I mean, that's not actually, that's not bad. You can take that. You should be done with, you know, one and a half, one to one and three quarters of the credit cards, right? Because it's two $300 yeah. ones. So you could have the majority of both of those paid off this month. And then next month you'll pay off the other credit card. And then you just walk on down the line and it's going to take you uh, six, seven months to pay off the loan that you have. And then technically you're out of debt. But then what I want you to start yeah. thinking about real quickly is what it looks like. Because I, you know, your parents can do what they want to do, but I hate that they're in debt on your account, on your, at your expense. <laughs> so you might want to ask them yeah. about, listen, what are your plans to, to paying off this car? Or I'd like to be in a situation where I'm not causing you to be in, in debt on my behalf and figure out what that looks like car wise. Maybe you buy them out and you're just done with it. And now you own the car outright. But I would be looking into that since you've said, you know, I'm here. I am. I'm on my own. And if you're on your own, then they don't need to be in debt for you. That's just Jade's two cents. Ken, take I, it away. I actually agree with that. Uh, I think it's time for you to grow up. And it's a very nice gesture that they made. But they're not making good financial decisions. I mean, they're the ones that recommended you get a four-wheeler or, or finance the four-wheeler or whatever that nonsense was. So I agree with Jade on that. Um, let's talk about the bigger shovel. This is the term that Dave has kind of popularized to say we got to get more income so that we get out of debt faster, save, and invest at a much greater rate. That's something you're interested in, yes or no? Yeah. All right. What do you do now for work? Um, uh, I am an automotive detailer. Okay, automotive detailer. You're making how much an hour? Um, I currently make seventeen fifty uh, mm -hmm. plus tips. Okay. And what's your long-term ideas? I'll bet you've got two or three or maybe four ideas of what you would like to do, because I know you don't want to stay in auto detailing. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I, I really I really like the job, uh, but it's kind of iffy. Uh, in the summertime yeah. and fall and spring, mm. people, you know, we're pretty booked up. So well, I get it's it. pretty much a point what, what would you um, like to do? Five. I mean, if you could try something totally new next week, and you didn't have to commit to it for the next 30 years of your life, and you knew you weren't going to screw up, meaning you were going to do fine, you were going to enjoy it, what would you try? Um, Probably something in the woodworking or welding industry. Um, Very so some type interesting. Of union. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you know what's interesting? It, that There's a tie-in to the fact that you enjoy detailing cars. The, the, the operating word here for you, Brianna, for, Brianna, for long term for you is you're about details. And when you're working with your hands and your eyes to get into details, to make something look aesthetically pleasing. So that could be the woodworking or uh, welding something that's fixing something or designing something that's really appealing to you. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So here's the deal. I want to see you making steps. I want you doing exactly what Jade told you to do, okay? But right now, we're looking to pick up maybe a second or a third job. I don't think you have to have three jobs, but I would tell you a $20 to $22 an hour job is around Superior, Wisconsin, and it's not going to require a college degree, and mm -hmm. that's going to change our situation really quick. But that's short term. Mm -hmm. Long term, I want you going, all right, what does it look like for me to move into woodworking or welding? So I'm going to give you my book called The Proximity Principle, and here's what it says. In order to do what Brianna wants to do, she's got to be around people that are doing it. 
and in places where it's happening. So in the next 30 days, I'm going to challenge you. All right, I'm going to give you the book. Mm-hmm. And it'll it'll inspire you to do it and tell you what to do. But it's just as simple as you getting around somebody that's in woodworking, somebody that's in welding. Hey, how'd you get into it? What are the qualifications? Do I need to go to a trade school? The answer is yes for welding. Uh, I'm not sure about woodworking, but if you got some natural talent, you start doing some side projects, helping out a woodworker, maybe being a you know an assistant where you get paid. Now I've got more money to pay off my debt to get my emergency fund fully funded, but I'm learning the trade of woodworking, or I'm going to take a welding school after I get out of debt and after I get uh, the emergency fund fully funded, and I'm going to pay my way through welding school, and I'm going to come out, and I'm probably going to be starting in the fifty-five dollars to $65,000 range with a path to six figures and maybe owning your own welding business. Come on now. Brianna, now I just talked a lot. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, it, I mean, it's 100% possible. I just need someone to, you know, kind of give me a little shove in the right direction. I'm shoving you. I'm shoving you. <laughs> if I shove you anymore, I'm not a gentleman. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. we're going to have to call the cops. That's right. Well, I got my friend here. She's going to keep me in check. <laughs> what I am saying is I absolutely believe that that path is possible for you. I'm going to give you the book, which will stay with you as some accountability. Okay. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is. You need to decide which one of those paths, and the way you decide is by hanging out with people that are doing it, and you find out the good, the bad, the ugly, and your head and heart get together, and you go ding, 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 or like from Family Feud. And once you figure out which direction you want to go, you go, all right, what does it take to get qualified? I got an answer. I got a target, and I'm going to walk the baby steps right into that next future for me, that that, that future where I could be a six-figure earner, a multi-millionaire because you're going to invest in Baby Step 4. That's so, good, Ken. It's doable. Hang on the line. We'll give you the book, The Proximity Principle. Uh, close us out with a little rah-rah there to Brian. You know, I just want to let her know, whenever I have a boyfriend-girlfriend living together, I, you know, she's paying $600, but truly it's $1,200. I want to make sure she gets to the point that she can handle that rent on her own because I never want somebody to feel like, oh, we were sharing this place together, and I can't go anywhere because yeah. I can't afford it. So right. get that income up, girl. Yeah. And I'm old school. Come on, ladies. Make that guy put a ring on it. Okay. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Daytona, Florida. And Daniel is there. Daniel, how can we help? Yeah, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Great. What's um, up? I have a question. I'm uh, trying to make a decision. I'm, I'm 45 years old. My wife is 36. Um, we recently got married this past November. We've been together almost five years. Mm-hmm. Um, we are about $128,000 in debt between like personal uh, debt and then debt from our businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, in, she's a nurse. She had a, uh, a uh, nursing a supply store that she had went into business before. Okay. And that failed. So we have debt from that. Um, I'm a barber and I have a CDL. So I've been the past, say, two, three years, I've been jumping in and out of barbering and trucking, trying to, you know, decide which... Um, field I, I want to stay in okay and i'm in the same situation like i'm right now with the debt i'm scared i'm a little nervous and i'm about to jump back into trucking and i really don't want to but that is like steady income for me 
how much more about the ballroom. How, yeah, how much mm-hmm. more? How much more does the trucking allow you to make than if you were to stay yeah. in the barbering? All right, right now I, I go off the numbers. Right, last year in barbering, um, I made maybe about twenty six thousand. Mm-hmm. And then if I go into trucking and um, I stay in it for a full year, I can I can consider make anywhere from sixty five to eighty, depending on, on how hard I run. Okay, but. But the trade-off is that, you know, I'm in the truck weeks at a time away right. from home. Right. right. But so I'm jumping in as we go, okay, because we're covering some. Okay. You, no this problem. is a work question, but we got some debt we need to take care of. So um, if I'm you, I'm going to jump in the truck because it's the quickest route for me to juice my income. And we're talking about maybe as much as almost four times the income. And you don't have to be in that truck forever, but it is but mm-hmm. is absolutely the possibility. I don't think you have to leave – uh, barbering forever. Maybe maybe you won't have much time to do it on the weekends when you're not in the truck. If you do, I'd be cutting hair as that second gig. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, let's go all in on the trucking to get that income up so we can start to clean up this $128,000 mess. Now, you mentioned your wife is in nursing or was, yes. did, did nursing school. Is she a nurse right now? Yes, she is. What's her income? Um... Don't know off the uh, top of my head, but I can tell you what she uh, her two week her last paycheck for two weeks was deposited was a uh, twenty five hundred. Okay, so, so around five thousand a month. She, okay. Yes. And uh, you don't know this because I'm guessing you guys aren't on a budget, or am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. You're correct. All right. So. Um, uh, I'm going to bring Jade in here and let's walk through these numbers because we we got to pay the 128 off. But I just, um, do you understand what I'm saying? Are you with me on the trucking thing? That's not a long-term play, but that's your best short-term play? Yes, and I just needed somebody to, to confirm that because I was feeling, you know, uh, conflicted about it. But, you know, hearing you say that, it, it yeah. reassures me. And I get it. You love yeah. being a barber, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But listen, yes, this time in the truck is going to allow you to figure out what is it that I'm going to have to do differently next time around to make more than $26,000 because you're worth way more than $26,000. And so we got to figure out how to do that better next time around. And uh, it might be, after we get this debt paid off, it might be staying in the truck a little bit longer to figure out how do I turn that business into more money? But Jade, I know well, you wanted to jump in. Because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we have an opportunity to, to test two concepts right I now, agree, Ken. I agree. Number one, if you for the for the year just started, right? We're still pretty fresh and new in this new year. If you do the driver yeah. thing and you hit somewhere in the middle and you make seventy thousand dollars a year and your wife's a nurse, she's making sixty thousand a year. So you're at one thirty. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. live like you're only making twenty six K on that barber money. Bingo. And you use everything else to start paying off this debt and you're out of debt in the next two and a half years, or I'm sorry, in the next one and a half years, you'll, you'll know then that when you're done paying off this debt, okay, I can, if we wanted to take the financial hit mm-hmm. and me strike out as a barber, I know I have this baseline of customers and I can just build from there. At least you'll know financially you can do it because you've been doing it for the last year and a half to pay off debt. So there's part of me mm-hmm. that's like, Hey, that's really great. Then the other part of me, I'm, I'm just wondering i'm not passing a judgment but i feel like 60k is low for a nurse right now am i wrong am i right does it depend on the area uh it definitely depends on the area right now we're not actually in daytona they, they we just uh said that because 
they asked for the closest major city. Right. Mm-hmm. It also depends on that. the type yeah. of nursing. What is she doing, and where is she doing it? She is, um, she is a traveling nurse. Like she goes to the, she stays local, but she goes to the, her uh, patients' homes and like she uh, geriatrics. She just checks okay. on them. Okay, and so, they okay. So that's yeah. and again, I'm not a cra- I'm not an expert on this part, but I think the geriatric nursing nursing and kind of that local thing is is somewhat limiting. She has definite room to grow in her income. But the point here is what I think can happen, especially in your area, I think you can live off of your income, 70, and I think you guys can put 60,000 on this debt every year. And I think you're out of debt in in a year and a half, two years. I agree. Daniel, how does that hit you? There's one more element to the the puzzle. Uh Is it your Um, wife working extra overtime hours? No. It's not? No, we we think it's going to be a hurdle. yeah, we just found out that she is eight weeks pregnant, so we're expecting another child. Oh. We already have a four-year-old. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So even more fuel under the fire. Yeah. Now here's here's mm-hmm. here's where this turns this in a frustrating direction, possibly for you. I want mm-hmm. you for until your wife has this baby. I want you to pause these efforts because mm-hmm. I want to make sure you stack up as much money as possible. Now here's the thing, and I feel like I have to be very very clear on this. You're pausing. You haven't even started a debt snowball yet. Mm-mm. But we no. were going to, we, if you hadn't told me about the baby, I would have said, okay, you're doing your debt snowball. You're living on, you know, the 70,000. You're throwing 60,000 a year at this thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because you, uh, what I want to clarify here and be really just hear me so clearly. So many times people call in, they've already started their debt snowball and they just want to know where to go next, but they're having a baby. So we tell them to pause the debt snowball in order to stack up money, we call it stork mode, stack up money until the baby comes, make sure you can pay, you know, for all the costs associated with the baby. Then when the baby's home and healthy, you guys take whatever money is left, throw it on the debt and keep the debt snowball going. In your situation, Daniel, you're going to have to be doubly diligent because you haven't even really gotten started yet. You haven't even really gotten on a budget yet. And it could be very easy for you to just kind of lull back into your old ways coming off of this call. Cause you're like, well, I guess I can't start the baby steps yet. I can't really do anything. So until this baby's gone. So I it, don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I want you to stack up money as though you were going to put it on the debt How much? with equal intensity. What do you think the number is for him? I think they live off of his income. No, no, I know. But how much is he saving for stork mode? What do you think All that number it. is? I think he's not, he, I don't think he's touching his debt snowball. I understand, but what's he saving per month based on this? You're saying everything outside of their bills? Basically. Okay. Whatever right. he would have put on the debt snowball. Right. Okay. Whatever you would have put on okay, the debt good. snowball, you're saving it. Put it in a high-yield savings account, and you know everything goes well. You know We're praying baby goes well, mama goes well, everything is good, and all you're on the hook for is your deductible, which is probably five or $7,000, whatever it is. And then all that extra money that you've been saving up over the course of these months, mm-hmm. when everybody comes home safely, you're throwing it at the debt. And it better be a lot. Yeah. Now, that's mm-hmm. 130000 if you get in the truck. So, And she's yeah. got to work, too. And here's the thing. Um, you have got to get in the budget. You've got to you got budget it. and save. Those are the two things that Jay's told you to do. Budget so that you can save. Mm-hmm. And then you take on the debt snowball but i'm going to tell you one other thing brother you've got to commit no more debt on businesses no more borrowing no you more. guys you took in way too much debt now you can get out of this but you're going to be gutting it out for a couple of years that mm-hmm. means you're in the truck yeah and when you you're not in the, the truck, truck 
you're clipping some hair. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes okay. until mm-hmm. you get out of this. And you can do it, my friend. Appreciate the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen up. Trying to reach your money goals without a rock-solid budget is like trying to climb Mount Everest in ice skates. It isn't going to work. That's why we built the Every Dollar app to help you win with money. It's the simplest, most straightforward way to track your spending and give every dollar a job. That way, you can stop letting your money push you around and start reaching those money goals. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number if you want to join us here on the conversation is 888-825-5225. All right, now for our Neighborly question of the day. It is Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is rougher in some areas of the country than others, but there are things that make sense to do no matter where you live. That's why Neighborly has a helpful winter checklist you can download for free. You can check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. All righty. Today's question comes from Jillian in Delaware. How do I deal with incompetent workers, Ken? They're always making excuses or blaming someone else for not doing their job. The work that I do depends on them getting things turned in on time, and I have to chase them down every day. The boss doesn't seem to see what's going on. What can I do? Oh, boy. Okay, uh, this is a tough one in that um, their lack of diligence is affecting your ability to do your job. So you have one way to take this, and that's up. Mm. Um, You said the boss doesn't seem to see what's going on. If you were on the phone, I could get a little bit more detail, so I'm flying a bit blind. But I would be going to the boss going, hey, I'm not playing tattletale. I'm Mm. not griping. I'm just telling you what I'm experiencing, and I need you to weigh in. And so then you describe. So I'm supposed to do this, ABC, but I can't do ABC if – this over here isn't being done, and so I need your help because it's affecting my ability to get the job done. Can you check into this, or is there something that – what can I do? That's the way you got to take this to them, and you're going to find out very quickly whether or not this leader gives a crap. That's uh, what I'm wondering. And and we're going to find out if, in fact, um, your coworker's lack of diligence really does affect you as much as you mm. think. I got a hunch – and Jade, this is why I love the question of the day, but it's so limiting because I can't dig. Yeah. But I just wonder if this person here, Jillian, who seems to be very diligent, I'd hire Jillian just, I would. I can okay. just tell because Jillian's going to get her job done. Okay. I think Jillian could be focused a little too much on what everyone else is doing because it's not up to her standard. And it's irritating more than it is limiting her. I could be wrong. Well, if her job depends on, if it's kind of like a, a flow, right? Then it is limiting. And, and they're late on be. their deadlines. It may not be. We'll it see. can cause her to be late on her deadline. That I'm acknowledging. Like if I don't turn in my articles on I time. I get it. I'm but what I'm saying is, off. it might be a situation where it's more irritating than limiting. And in that case, here's why I'm bringing this up. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who can identify with this. In that case, you got to do your job. And you do your job really, really well. And it is going to then shine a light on everything else. And if that doesn't fix the situation, we're moving on. So let's role play this out. Let's role play this out. Because you be the good, you be the leader. I'm going to be Jillian. You be Jillian. You know, I just wanted to bring this to you. I'm not trying to be a tattletale. I'm not trying to, you know, tell on anybody, but I found it difficult to hit my deadlines. And here's what I'm finding is the challenge. 
Um, Michael, you know, I love Michael. He's great on the team, but he's consistently late in turning in his projects and it's causing me to be late or have to work harder to hit my deadlines. And I just, I wonder if there's something I can do to kind of make things run smoother or mm-hmm. if this is something you've noticed. Yeah. Have you talked to Michael about it? I haven't. I, I, you know, I, I wanted to bring it up because I didn't want to, okay. you know, Do you I'm feel like if leader. you talk to him about it, he might be defensive and it might not go so well? Is there a little bit of just kind of some emotional safety we want to practice here? You know, I've, I've okay. emailed him sometimes and said, right. hey, I just want to check in. I'm, I'm right. waiting for you to get this so I can start. All right. I need you to detail for me what specifically he isn't doing and how that's affecting your ability. Can you lay that out for me? Well, yeah, because I if he doesn't turn in his articles in time, I'm right. late. Right. And if right. I'm late, right. then I'm looking right. bad. And unless I point back to him, right. it all falls on me. Right. So I don't always want to be saying, well, it was because of Michael. It was because of Michael. Got it. And do you have, can you give me three specific examples? Yes. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. <laughs> and so that's a good leader, by the way. I'm role playing the good leader. That's a great leader. And then the leader's going to go, all right, let me talk to Michael. Let me dig into it. And I'm going to get back to you. And I'm sorry that you're dealing with this frustration. That process is on me, so I need to figure out a solution. Stay tuned. That's what I want to hear. Now, that's that's, good. that's the good leader, but again, you know, we're role-playing. And so if that's the response, great, wait. If it's not the response, start looking, handle your business mm. so that you can hopefully be able to control the perception of you if you leave. You Got don't want it. to become a thorn in that leader's side because that person, if it's an unhealthy leader, they can end up hurting you as you go to look for something else. So in that situation, you go, I can't fix it. I tried. Let me stay above the fray, protect my image, my personal brand at all costs. Mm -hmm. That would be the backside of it if it doesn't help. And a lot of times leaders aren't going to fix it, and that sucks. Let's go to Mm. Belton in Richmond, Virginia. Belton, how can we help? Yes. um, So uh, thank you for my call. Um, So I'm 32, Mm -hmm. single, no kids. Um, graduating this year with my PhD and I need a new car. Um, so my question is, should I be more, um, I'm sorry, the only debt that I have is my student loans. It's about 67K. How'd you forget um, about that? And, <laughs> and, <laughs> Keep going. Um, and um, so I'm trying to figure out if I should be more modest with the car and um, do something under 20K, about 100,000 miles, or put a little bit more money into getting a newer car that will last longer. Um, How much money do you have? I have about 10K saved, and I plan on, my goal is to save at least another 10 to 15K this year. I make 80K in a year. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me give you a couple, I'm just going to give you a couple rules of thumb, and then I want to see how it jives with you. So our rule of thumb is we don't buy brand new cars until we've, have a millionaire net worth, a 1 million net worth. And the reason for that okay. is because new cars, brand new cars lose 60 to 70% of their value in the first three to four years really quickly. And most of us okay. can't afford to take that hit. Like we we need that money, like we want that money. So that's, that's the rule of thumb there. That's rule of thumb number one. Second rule of thumb is we yeah. say, okay, if you say I'm gonna buy a nice used car, we would say that it shouldn't be worth more than half of your yearly income. So in your case, it's just you, you're single. If you make 80,000, 40,000 would be your maximum limit. So that's number one on a used car. Thing three is we suggest that you would pay off your debt, especially if you have a car that works and runs, that you would pay off your debt first before you even consider buying another car or a new car or used car. 
And then finally, mm. the kicker is, this is thing four, we would suggest that you pay cash for whatever you do get. So you've got four guidelines there. Um, I think the first one, we can tick off the box. Like I think we can both agree that you buying a brand new car right now is probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so we can take that one yeah. off the list and that which means we can agree and I think we can both agree on the idea that 40% would be or 40,000 would be the max right that's half of your income so uh, if that, that's, a little, that's a little bit more than what I was thinking exactly yeah, so we're in agreement yeah. on that next thing is can we agree that whatever you get you, you pay cash for it okay <laughs> I'm hitting the resistance <laughs> I like it I like it Belton okay so let's start with that Let's agree that you pay cash because here's the thing. There's two thoughts to this because I, I, you're going to go off of here and do what you want to do. But the last thing, you know what it feels like to have $67,000 of debt. The last thing you need to do right. is go back into debt or add any debt to that, correct? Right, yeah. So let's solve the problem. The problem in your financial life right now is debt. And I always say, you because you're making a good income, you're getting the PhD, you're doing all the things right. But the, the glaring obvious problem here is that $67,000 of student loan debt that's standing out. I always tell people you can't solve a problem while simultaneously creating it. So if you want to solve this problem of debt, Belton, you've got to decide I don't borrow money anymore and I'm not going into debt anymore. And that includes the car. You said you've got 10000 saved and you can maybe save another ten or fifteen more. That's $25,000. Where I come from, that's that's a decent bag. Like that's a nice car. Yeah, Belton, I'm going to jump in real quick. What what are you what what are you what are you hedging on when she throws that at you and you're going? I don't know. What's holding you up from going? I'm all in. I I, I guess the the I guess growing up is about like being that cash poor thing of like not having like like having cash in the bank versus like putting it. But all it's not yours. You don't have it's any. It's not yours. As you're long as you poor. owe sixty seven thousand dollars. You don't have any money. Yeah. You still owe 57000 <laughs> You see what I'm saying? That's just basic math. So what I would suggest you do, keep $1,000 saved, pay off that 67000 as quickly as possible, save up cash, and pay cash for a car. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. Win with your money. Win in your work and win in your relationships. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Triple eight eight two five five two two five is the number. We'd love to take your question today. We being me, I'm Kim Coleman, and she, Jade Warshaw. We are here for you this hour. Are you ready to go, partner? I'm ready. We never told him the special surprise, Ken. Well, I kind of felt like you gave me the vibe, like you didn't you didn't want to reveal that because it's a very personal surprise kind of a thing so i didn't know if you were picking up what i was laying down turning 30 is a big deal okay just and saying turning 30 years of age uh <laughs> so it's if you're a big fan of jade especially and, for the second time and you should be uh tomorrow is jade's birthday whoop, and whoop. so i'm not going to be on with you tomorrow so i wanted to say happy birthday to you we're so glad you're here she's taking ramsey solutions by storm and um just stacy and i love her and sam and they two beautiful kiddos and and they've just become a part of our community right away and so we're celebrating you tonight thanks some Ken. of us that's all i'm gonna say we're that's gonna keep right. the details on the download on the dl but uh happy birthday early birthday thank you ken coleman so all of you folks jump on the instagram and uh, wish her happy birthday would you show her how much you love her and uh, i know she would appreciate that so <laughs> i'm not going to tell you how old she is although i actually 30 know. ken okay that's what we're going with plus You're, 10 okay 
Ellie is up in Lexington, Kentucky. Ellie, how can we help? Hi. Um, this will probably be a pretty quick question. Uh, my husband and I started back in November on the Total Money Makeover, and we've been able to pay off a lot of debt, so ooh, thank ooh. you guys. Awesome. So uh, we will have all of our debt paid off by October, and we'll be able to save up a fully funded emergency fund by June for six months. Nice. So after that, um, we've already paused investing. So we could have our home paid off in two and a half to three years if we kept up the gazelle intensity. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we wouldn't be investing the 15% at that time. Would it be wise to only invest up to our company's match since it's going to be such a short time frame? Or should we jump in on the 15% right away? I'd, I, in your case, I'd walk it in, in anybody's case. I'd walk it through as as the steps say. Um, I know. And it's hard because you can get excited. It's like, listen, if we just keep going with this intensity, we can have the house paid off. But there's a reason, you know, uh, it, there's a fine line because obviously people call in all the time who are further along age wise than you. And, you know, we're, we'll tell them to pause investing to pay off their debt. But then when it comes over to you, I'm like, no, don't pause. You know, you know, don't pause investing. Do your investing and then pay off your house later. The part the, the reason for that is if it makes sense for you to take advantage of time in the compound interest equation, we want you to take advantage of time mm-hmm. if it makes sense. Um, and in your case, it does make sense because you've already paid off your debt. You, you, like you said, you'll have your three to six months saved up. You've done everything right. There's no reason for you to continue to put this off and um, lose out on any time gaining compound interest because the fact is you are still going to pay off your home and you're still going to be gaining equity and value in your home during that time. So really nothing is lost um, for you. There's a higher gain and there's a higher percentage of you earning more money if you go ahead and start investing now. Take advantage of that compound interest. And like you said, in a, in a few short years, your home will still be paid off. Here's the thing. You might start making more money. You might have some other things that work in your favor that keep that timeline very similar without you even realizing it. I agree, Ellie. You're going to look back and go, I'm so glad I listened to Jade and got that three extra years or the two extra years of investing and getting that started because mm-hmm. you guys are going to crush this. There's a reason why. Years ago, Dave put those steps in order, Mm -hmm. and it is about one word, Ellie, and that's momentum, and that leads to mo money. You hear me? Momentum, mo money. Momentum equals mo money. Ken, you're a true genius. Ellie, are you with me? Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys, and happy birthday, Jade. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jade. I don't want to miss the fact that you just called me a. Did you call me a real G? You're a real G. You I don't even know what that means. Momentum, mo money. Come well, on, Ken. Come Coleman. on. You You've know, been sitting next to me too long. I grew up in the '90s. That's all it is. <laughs> the just only used G to I say know who wears a white turtleneck. It's not okay. First of all, it's not a turtleneck. It's a mock neck. Thank you. Thank you. It is. It is a. And it's. And it's actually a roll neck. Is the traditional usage of this? You go to jcrew.com. Uh, this is a roll neck sweater, not a mock, not a turtleneck. Come on, get it right. I got to fix it. All right, we can keep going. Delise, as in release. Is that right? Detroit, Michigan, the yes, Motor sir. City. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Jay. Hey! Oh, thank you, Delise. I mean, I'm making your day. I feel like a new woman. This is great. All right, Delise, release me from all this, please. Help me out. What's okay. your question? Okay, my my question is: Should I sell my van or move into it? Whoa! <laughs> Wait a second. What? Are you serious about moving into this van? 
What kind of van uh, is it? It better be a great van. It's a class B. Um, I, so I'm 60 and I'll be retiring in five to seven years. I'm selling my home and I'm uh, uh, paying down off off my car and my credit card. And it'll either be part of my van, but I'm upside down in the van. Okay, let's oh, let's God. look at this. Okay, let, let's look at this because I want to get on. I want to see if I can get on the same page as you, and and I might end up seeing it from a new viewpoint, which I think I might. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you how, mind if we start with the house? How much you plan on making on the house? Uh, I owe one seventy, and they say I'm it's uh, selling for four hundred. Okay. okay. And after you sell, have you kind of done the math? What do you think you'll walk away with? Um, one ninety. Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay. That was a good question. I wasn't ready for that one. But oh, that's okay. That's okay. I was on the van. I was I 107 on the van, 14 on the car, and 11 on the card. Okay. 14K, 11K. And I'm sorry, go back and tell me the van amount. 111? Uh, 100 and, uh, yeah, 108. 108. Basically. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I, put me, put me in the know. Tell me what a class B van is. What does that mean? Um... That is the the higher cost vans. They're, oh, they're just vans with with a camper in. Them. Oh, a camper okay, like it's a camper a bed and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's going down in value because you said you're upside down. I'm upside down. It'll probably it if it sells for ninety, that'd be great. But that means I owe, you know, twenty thousand on it. Okay. Um, if mm. it sells for ninety, that'd be great. Okay. Do you have any money s- saved? No. No money so saved. I'm trying to get together for the for the uh, retirement. My saving situation was basically with the house. I put a hundred thousand uh, in when I bought it. Okay. What's the car worth that you owe fourteen on? Um, it's a 2019. It might be worth twenty. Okay. We sell 19, that today. Uh, something like seventeen, eighteen. I'm sorry. We need to sell that today. Uh, yeah, I'd sell the car and I'd take that money and buy yourself a cash beater. Um, we're going to hold you over because I want to keep helping you yeah, with this. Yeah, we got some work to do. But my goodness. Okay. You can get out of this. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't know, Delise, I don't think you're going to end up in a van down by the river. Okay? <laughs> That's our goal. But you got to hang with Not this here. Not down by the It's luxury. I bet it is. But still, it's a van. Oh, my goodness. That's all right. Jade is on it. She's got her notes over there. She's warming up. She's going to stretch during the break. You take a stretch as well. We're going to be right back. We're going to help Delise out and release her from living in the van. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. All right, welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw, Jade Warshaw is with me, and uh, boy, I said that a little too quick. That's all right. And uh, we're taking your calls triple eight eight two five five two two five. We took a call right before the break. Delise is with us in Detroit. I want to set the call up if you're just kind of hanging in here or jumping in with us. Uh, the question she had was, should I sell my van? And she's got a really nice van. I'm talking, it's like a camper. It's deluxe. 
but she owes a lot of money on mm-hmm. it, about $108,000. So the question is, should she sell uh, her house and move into the van? And she's got some equity in the house. So that's where we left it. Jade, pick us back up. We're walking through kind of her debt. Um, we haven't gotten into income yet, so take it away, and, we'll, we'll not, and I'll jump in as well. Okay, so Delise, uh, we figured out we should probably sell this car it's you owe fourteen thousand, but you might be able to get twenty thousand for it so that gives you a spread that's a six thousand dollar spread am am i right yes perfect so that gives you some money that you could buy a car in cash no more payments and you're good to go on that um then you've got this credit card are you working at all still yes i I make 160 hey okay delise that's just what we're gonna need uh, to to release us from. The, sorry, Ken, I had to take your. I know. I'm sorry. It's the greatest name. It is absolutely the best name of any caller I've ever taken. Yeah, I'm not I love even it. kidding. It's fantastic. I'm obsessed. So here's what I love. Are you single? It's just you. Yes. Okay. Yes. You've got a great income. You're gonna pay off this eleven thousand dollar credit card like fast. Fast in a month. In a month and a half. Like this thing is gone. Wow. Right, okay. because you make one hundred sixty thousand. What do you take home every month? Uh, seven, eight, seven, seven eight thousand dollars. Seven to eight thousand dollars. Okay, and you're paying your mortgage. You've got this Class B van. You should be able to pay off that credit card in the next two months. Fair enough. Okay. Now hold on a second. I'm detecting something here. I could be wrong. I hear you hear her. It's because she's not on a budget. 100%. And I don't think she knows that she can do that. Am I right, Delise? That's right. All right so, I wanna, right. so listen, my colleague, she, she's a force of nature. I sniff it out. Uh, but I'm going to jump in here and we got to slow this down and help you walk through what it's going to take. And she's right. It's a budget. Yeah. Do you have any idea month to month? Are you, are you just seeing yourself make it at paycheck to paycheck right now? Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. So right now, you don't see the margin, so you can't believe that you can pay off that debt as quickly as Jade's telling you. So I think we need to camp here for a minute. Budgeting. Like, what are your what are your biggest expenses? The van is seven eighty three a month. Yeah. There, there's and one. The house is the house is, uh, is uh, sixteen hundred a month. Okay. So, so that gets us about I'm what? downsizing. All yes, right, that's but, about twenty four hundred. There, where's the mm-hmm. rest of the money going? What do you think the big expenditures are? I know you've not done a budget. Uh, the car, the car is three hundred. I'm paying. I'm gonna. I was gonna pay that off with the uh, house selling, and then the car. But we're not. Was, we're uh, not selling the house. 000. Okay, so you're at twenty seven. Listen, it's a budget because we're adding up these numbers, and you're at half of your income. I mean, you're at half of your income. So yeah, that money is going somewhere and it's going to your lifestyle. It's going to the things that you like to do yeah. with your friends and your yeah. family. I mean, it, it happens to the yeah. best of us. Why listening the- to you guys, it, listening to you guys, it is going to eating. And so I, yeah. I, I, I'm starting to cut out that whole dinner thing. Okay. But so hey, listen, when you get off the phone today, you're going to leave with every dollar and I want you to have the premium version. Um, at least we'll give you a trial version so you can see how it works. You That is the foundation for all of this. Mm-hmm. If you don't get okay. this budget on and popping and you can set it up in five minutes, it's super easy. And if you ever feel like you get hung up, there's every dollar YouTube channel that you can check out and it'll answer all your questions or you know, slide into my DMs, I'll answer your questions. But um, it's very easy, very intuitive. That is your homework for tonight. You get off this call, you download every dollar, and you start setting up your budget tonight. And we do every um, dollar, okay? Every dollar, and we do delete what's called a zero-based budget, which means that when you open up every dollar, 
you'll you'll plug in what you get paid and how often you get paid and it'll show it at the top of the screen in green like okay delise you got 78 you know $7800 to spend and then you literally quote unquote spend the money before the month begins. So you go through on your budget and say, okay, I'm going to put 783 for the car and I'm going to put 1600 for the mortgage and I'm going to put 300 for my car. And you go through and it'll subtract it from your income. So you'll start to see what money you have to spend on bills and what you have left. And what you have left is what we call margin. And that margin is what you're going to use to pay off this credit card. And I pr- here's what I know, Delise, when you sit down and do that budget tonight, you will be shocked and amazed how much margin you had. Because there's certain things that you're going to guess on, right? You're going to say, okay, out to eat. I don't know what I spent. Maybe I spent 400. Maybe I spent. And you're going to pull up that old, you know, bank statement, whatever your bank is, Chase, Bank of America, hopefully not. You're going to pull up your bank statement and you're going to look for the past (laughs) month. And you're going to look at all the transactions that were out to eat and you're going to add them up and you're going to go, oh my goodness. So I got to, I got to ask Delise, why the van? Why'd you buy the van? And I'm not asking this for you to defend it. No, Just, no, that's a great question. Uh, my mom died, and uh, we had just gotten into COVID. I, my, my grandchildren and my daughter were living with me, and so I had to get away. Mm-hmm. So you just bought the van to say, I got to drive and, and get out on the open road and heal? And Yeah, and I did 48 states, so I mean, you know. Okay, so, wow. so Jade's walked through the budget thing, but I, the reason I asked that question is, is, is the way you presented your question at the first was, sh- should I move into my van? Did I hear that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah, you've got this house. I know, but you've got this amazing house, which becomes a tremendous investment. You've got a mm-hmm. good amount of equity in this home. And to me... I'd be getting rid of the van and hold on to the house. Think about it, Delise, with what we just laid out in two months, because I think that you have probably a margin of $4,500 every month. In two months, you're going to pay off the credit card. Two and a half months. And in another two and Mm -hmm. a half months, you're going to save up $10,000. And you're going to put that $10,000 with the Class B van and just set it aside. And then you're going to save up another $10,000 and put it with the Class B van and then you're going to sell it because you won't be upside down anymore. And then oh. you're going to have your entire income to put towards paying off your house when the time comes. Okay? So you're okay. going to ha- you're going to now like Ken said have an asset that's yours, it's your house, it already has equity. Now you're debt free, you got to pay for a car in cash, and this is going to happen in the course of less than 6 months. And then here's the other thing, Delise, oh. you were talking about retirement. You're doing what Jade's talking about. Jade's got you on a path to an emergency fund of three to six months of your expenses within how long? What are you mapping out here? I'm trying to keep uh, I, up. She's going to be out of debt in five months, and then you're going to save up six months of expenses. Yeah. So, so, and that's basic expenses, which you will be able to look at your budget and see, okay, what do I need to just kind of keep things running? Like, what's right. what's my basic expenses? So you'll save up six months of that. That's going to take you another six months. So by the time you're 61, you're going to be completely debt free cash car, six months of expenses. Now you're 61 and you get to decide, am I going to keep working or not? If you decide, hey, you know, I got some more years left in me. I'm going to work till I'm 65. Social security starts at 62. I want you to start taking those six, those, uh, distributions from, from social security. And I want you to start investing them. Do you have along with 15% of your income? Do you have any little retirement? Supposedly, uh, 60,000 
Okay. All right. So the point is here is in about a year with the kind of income you're making, you're going to start pouring on top of that sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised mm-hmm. at how mm-hmm. quickly that'll compound. And if you can delay retirement until seventy, then you're going to get mm-hmm. a lot more of Social Security, and that gives yourself almost nine years to be piling up cash. Mm-hmm. At this point, you probably have the house paid off. Let's say that house now grows to four hundred fifty thousand in value, five hundred thousand in value. Uh, I think you can make the case that by the time you're 70, 75, you're going to be in really, really good shape. And let me, but it let starts me, now, the next six months, the next year. Yeah, let me roll that out further for you, because Ken said it. Once you get that six months saved up, you're you're investing 15% of your income every single month. Every single month, you're making extra payments on the mortgage every single month because you've got the margin to do that. When you get 62, you're still working. Take that Social Security for the next six or seven years. Invest it. This is how you do it, and you're going to be just fine. Give yourself another 10 years, Delise. This thing looks totally different. Yes, and you're not living in a van. Down Whether by it's the river. By the river or by the campground, you, you get rid of it. That's a depreciating asset. Get rid of the van as quick as possible. Thanks for the call, Delise. We love you. Mm-hmm. You're such a fun character. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event, the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number. You know, every once in a while, Jade, it's really fun because we do have a live studio audience, and I should take this moment to just say, if you ever want to join us, uh, go to the website, RamseySolutions.com. Uh, they've got a show calendar on there, and uh, we'd love to know that you're coming, but we give people uh, you know, free coffee and teas, and there's baked goods over there, and we just love for folks to come watch the show. Well, Melissa... Uh, joined us today in the lobby, and she's from Indianapolis, I'm told. And so every once in a while, we'll take a question from the from the audience in the lobby. And so Melissa is standing over there on the debt-free stage. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Jade. Hi, hi Ken. How are you? I'm good, thank you. All right, so I'm told you have a question for us, so take it away. What's going on? All right. Um, I'm a physician, and I'm board certified in family medicine, Okay. but I'm about to change specialties. Okay. Um, I um, was accepted into a fellowship for hospice and palliative medicine. Okay. And it's a 12-month training program. It starts July 1st. All right. And um, I'm a single mom with five kids. And Whoa. so Yeah. How old are the kids? Uh, they're 16, 14, 12, 11, and 6. Bless wow. your heart. So they're a lot of fun. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So you're busy. I am. I am. Um, but I, after the fellowship, obviously, it would, it would be good to relatively quickly uh, get another job of okay. some sort. Right. Um, and uh, so I need to 
figure out what I want to do. And the fellowship program and the hospital system that it's associated with, they offer um, something called an early incentive program. Okay. Basically, they would trade an extra stipend per month during the fellowship um, for my commitment to do um, whatever position in their company uh, uh-huh. beyond the training program. And so if I were to take the stipend for, say, six months of the fellowship um, program, I'd be committing to six months in that position. How much is minimum. the stipend going to be? Uh, it's like 2000 2500 a month extra. Can you live off of that? So I get paid also um, for the fellowship itself. It's sort of like a residency program, okay. right? So that'll be somewhere between sixty and 80000 Oh. Um, and for the 12 months. Okay. And then I also, I'm a... A health officer, so I I help um, lead a, a great team in a health department in a small town, and um, so I make like twenty three thousand from that as well. So where's the problem? Um, so I was just curious if I should go ahead and sign and um, commit to doing some position with them beyond the fellowship. Okay, so all right, or, so because I don't have to. That's an optional thing. Or right. I go on my own and over the next you know, 16 months or so, um, look for whatever position that I want of my own. Okay. So I love the question. Let me ask it back to you. Okay. Okay. And I love it. By the way, you're doing great. Thank you. You're doing great. Um, would you rather go out on your own? Or would you rather forget the stipend? The stipend is a non-factor. Right. I appreciate you sharing. Right, I don't actually need that. You yes. don't need the money. That you're fine. Uh, the question is: Would you rather kind of step into their existing job in that program and kind of learn the the, the, the ropes and kind of get into it and get your sea legs, or would you rather say, if I had the opportunity, just as I have the 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 job at the hospital, if I had my own opportunity or something else, which would I rather have? Where, where is your gut at? Yeah, I'd probably rather do my own thing, just because I have more control and flexibility and all of that. Then Mm -hmm. that's the answer. Okay. I'm trying to simplify it. There's now I want you to push back here, but based on what you shared with us so far, the pros of it obviously, you know, the stipend, but um, you know, some sort of guaranteed position, I guess, so that there's less um, unknown. All right, so let's play this out. Okay. All right, if you uh, went out on your own Mm -hmm. and you get done with the fellowship. You're going to make 60 to 80 on that. You're making 23. You're already a doctor. Do you have any debt at all? What kind of financial no, shape I'm are you in? Baby Step 7. You're yeah. on Baby Step 7? Yeah. All right, walk us through Baby Step 7. What does your Baby Step 7 look like? What kind of retirement do you have? Um, so I'm actually I'm going through a divorce right now, so it'll be about half of what it is now. Um, oh. And, you know, by the time the fellowship starts, most likely. But um, what will right, that now, be? right now, it's like 500,000. So it'll be. You know, maybe actually for my part, I'll have the paid off house and uh, like a hundred to two hundred thousand. I, I don't see any problems with this. So yeah, I was looking yeah, at you I'm on okay. the money. I think financially, I, I I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Because yeah, you're still going to keep the twenty three uh, with this community mm-hmm. health thing. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll continue to do that. Yep. Yeah, I'd bet on me. The stipend is think... not worth it. No, okay. <laughs> not to lock yourself into six more months. You said double the stipend. So it would give you forty five hundred if I'm if I was paying attention. No, it just it's two thousand or twenty five hundred extra mm-hmm. per month, and I think I don't know the okay whatever the sixty to eighty thousand ends up being exactly uh-huh. you know divide over twelve months that's how much I'll make per month during the fellowship. Mm-hmm. But I mean obviously I make more right now. Yeah. I work only part time, but mm-hmm. I'm a, a hospitalist, so I take care of patients that are admitted to the hospital, right. and you know I make. Two hundred thousand dollars with bonuses and everything, plus the twenty-three thousand. So way to go! Come on, girl. And a single. That's what I'm talking about. 
What are what are your fears on this? Because I I sense that there that it's something there still. I, I think the losing uh, the flexibility because I want to see these five kids grow up. I want to be there to you know mm-hmm. raise them, which is why I'm part time right now. And so uh, I need that flexibility. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to give that up and lock myself into anything more. You know, this twelve months yeah. is already um, okay. Well, let's stop. and you don't yeah. need to. She doesn't need to. You don't. Let me. Yeah, I, I think we need to pause right here because now this is this is what I'm getting at. Because I could still sense and feel that okay, this is not a money question. This is a time question. So that would still be there. This path is still going to be there once the six year old reaches a certain level. The, I mean, I'm going through the teen thing right now. Your oldest is how old? Sixteen and a half. Yeah, I mean, my oldest is about ready to graduate high school, and I can't yeah. even talk about it. So. I, yeah, I, she and I will finish our, our programs now the same, basically the same time. In what's it going so. to look like if you take the path that you're working for yourself time-wise? You're not going to have the time that you have now, yes? No, I, I would hope that beyond the fellowship, beyond the training program, so this will be um, July of 2025, that I could find something. I could go part-time oh, you could. Um, in okay. the new specialty, or I could or I could do full-time, but I could make it my own and just tell oh, them, look, okay. well, you then know, that's the, here's okay. the schedule I need. <laughs> okay, so now, <laughs> you know? Jade, that's a slam dunk for me. Yeah. And that's why you would never go work for the hospital. The hospital's not going to give you that kind of freedom. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I well, guess I there's ask. a lot of unknowns. And I may end up doing something within this company because they do have some suburban, rural areas which are closer to home. Um, just, you know, if it happens to work out, then great. I don't, like I said, I, I don't necessarily need the stipend and sure. have the the absolute definite that's what I'm going to do. Because I really want to take, when the fellowship's done, I want to take kind of a month off. You know, Good. I want to, and then in right. August that year, I want to move my daughter into college right. and things like that. And I don't want to be, right. I guess but I just don't want to be stuck. This direction of medicine is what's really on your heart. Yes. Right. Yeah. So then I'm going to tell you yeah. something. Go do it. I think this is about mama time. And so whatever step you take going down this path must be run through the filter of, how much flexibility do I have for this short season because the kiddos are going to get right. old fast. So I think it's the mama time is what is, becomes her new to filter. What, what do you think? I just, when you talked about receiving a stipend in exchange for six months in a role that you don't really know what it's going to be, they could put you anywhere. I just, I don't see the benefit, not with you, not with the money that you're already making and okay. that you'll make coming out. I just, I can't see where that's, where you're, that's you're a time. working mom. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, you you get this issue. You're yeah. a working mom. And, and then once you come out and you you do strike out on your own, I, I didn't write it down, but there's a, the other job that you have that you're making 23000 off of that's eating up mm-hmm. time. You can let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can do that a lot. It's more, that's more of a consulting kind okay. of position. Okay, so that so doesn't require so a ton of time. No. You're yeah, in charge yeah. of your time. Yeah. Did right. you get Did you get what you wanted to hear? Because we're <laughs> telling you the truth. What we think is the truth. I think you yeah. should absolutely do it. Okay. But I would strike yeah. out on my own path unless the hospital gives me the flexibility. Because the flexibility is the issue, not the financial issue. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks You're so much. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, I, I got to tell you, I love, love, love seeing single moms, Jade. Just do stuff that just, I'm making life happen, taking care yeah. of the kiddos. Five yeah. kids. Five kiddos. My goodness. I'm exhausted right now just thinking about what she has to do, and yet she's doing it with a smile on her face. I know, right? Melissa, I'm- you're awesome. Thank you. I think you inspired a lot of ladies. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that story. All right. Hey, we got to do a quick break, but we're not done. Jade Warshaw is my co-host. I'm Ken Coleman, and this is The Randy Show. Don't move.
Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is with me this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 25, 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And our quote today from the country music legend uh, passed away. Uh, Today, I believe it was, is when it was reported. Toby Keith, who once said, don't compromise, even if it hurts to be yourself. So if I had a solo cup, I would hold it up uh, because he had some great songs. And I dream uh, walking, <laughs> pillow talking. Yes. Come on now, I'm t- I love co-hosting with you. We need a music segment where it's kind of like name that tune, I, something like that yeah. with Jade because she can sing anything. She can sing the phone book. How do you like me now? There she goes, folks. Now that I'm on my way. Yeah, there. Wow, this is great. <laughs> Toby Keith fans are getting a little soul in that Y'all didn't know that I knew. I know about it. She knows. She knows. All right, let's go to Jessica in Orlando, Florida. Jessica, how can we help? Hi. Happy birthday, Jade. There it is. Thank you, Jessica. We're going to celebrate Jade the entire month of February. It's going to be great. Exactly. Month long. (laughs) What's up? Um, So I was calling because I kind of need some advice. Um, Me and my husband just got married last year in September working really hard on trying to be, you know, um, faithful in our money and keeping a budget. It's all kind of new. Um, we have prop or I have land that I, um, own and I'm trying to build a house there. Um, we are currently renting. And so I keep getting this pressure cause we're both a little bit older. I'm 41. He's 38. And a lot of people are saying, you know, we should really buy a house now. Well, it's not um, their life. So, right. I know. And so um, I really want to build this house because I feel like it would be like the best um, financially and investing in our future. Okay. Um, but I'm also like really worried because I don't know, um, accumulating the debt of the building a house right. versus buying a house really scares me. Neither of us have ever like purchased um, or like our homeowners or anything like that. Sure. So it's just new foreign grounds. And do you already own the land? The you already own the land. I already own the land. Yes. What's it? What'd you pay for it, or what's it worth? Um, it's worth right now about a hundred thousand seventy to a hundred thousand, based off of the taxes that I'm getting charged. Um, but I actually purchased it from my parents for less than like two thousand. Oh wow. Okay. So it's worth a th- hundred thousand. You bought it for two thousand. Correct. Okay. And what would it cost? I mean, have you done your research? What would it cost to build a home on it? I mean, are you trying to spend 300000 What are you trying to spend? So I've already gotten like a designer to build like the blueprints and stuff and still working with like different companies to um, do the construction papers and things like that. So we've been working on that, trying to do it slowly because we're trying to pay it off each time we do it. And it does cost money to get those things done Um, but it's looking like the house that we are wanting to build can be anywhere between three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand okay a couple of years ago they were saying it was more towards like five hundred six hundred thousand because of how crazy the um, cost of supplies were but um, it's going down better yeah so you're renting right now do you have any other debt um, I have uh, my student loans that I've gotten down to about seven thousand. Okay. And I just have one credit card that's about two thousand, and that's basically it. What about your husband? 
nope, he has no debt. We zero debt. Real hard to get rid of that. Very good. And what do you um what do you earn between the two of you? So I make about eighty thousand, and he makes about fifty to sixty thousand. Okay. So here's here's the parameters that I I would give you. I would first like, and this is in order of this is in order of priority. What you do first, second, third, fourth. First, um, I'm going to pay off this debt. Do you have any money saved? I didn't ask that. Sorry. Do you have any money saved? Yes. How much? Yes, we have um, like the one thousand dollar emergency fund. Okay. And um, I have some like savings, um, like as a cushion in like a separate account. Okay. Um, it's like three or four thousand, and. And then I have like my um, 401 and like I have a couple of like stocks that I've like done as a child and okay. haven't really ever touched it. So it's just like all sitting there. So you've got the 401k. We're never touching that until it's time in retirement. Mm-hmm. What's in the stocks? Um, it's, I want to say it was like 40,000, I think. Okay, great. I honestly, sorry. I said, great. That's great. I would check it and just see what it's grown and what look at it because I'm going to use it. <laughs> so okay. here's what I would do if I were in your shoes today, Jessica. I would take the 4000 that I have saved aside from baby step one and I would pay off the credit card and then I would take the other 2000 and throw it at the student loan. And now you've only got a $5,000 student loan. And then I would cash out these stocks and be prepared for the taxes because you're going to pay something on them. Um, and I'm going to knock out the rest of that student loan. So now you're completely debt-free and you have $30,000, let's say. And then I'm going to set that $30,000 aside and call that three to six months of expenses. And okay. then from there, we're going to work and work and we're going to save up so that we can start this construction to permanent loan. And that's the type of loan that I'd want you to get on this um, because you want to make sure that the construction is funded and then that money rolls over into like a, a real mortgage. So you want to do it the right way. There's been times where I've seen people try to do it separate and do a construction loan first and then turn around and try to turn it into a mortgage. And it, they have issues and they end up having to close more than once. And it's just more and more expensive. So try to look for a construction to permanent loan that does it all with one closing. That's what I would do. Um, okay. And then the point, the, the, the goal that you're looking for in spending on this build and on this mortgage is you don't want it to be any more than 25% of your take-home pay. That's what we're getting to. So you've got to make sure that you're really on this. You create a very clear budget. You know what you can spend and that's what it is. And they're only, you know, the plan is only spending what you can afford to spend on this house, building it. And so that's what mm-hmm. you're looking for. 15-year fixed rate. Okay. I guess I have to calculate what that um, monthly bill would look like if uh, for what we can afford. That's exactly yeah. right. And we've got a great uh, mortgage calculator for that. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com um, and, you know, or type just Google Ramsey Solutions mortgage calculator, you'll find it and you can figure out, okay, like, what does this look like? You know, what do I have to put up front in order to make this happen? And I think yeah. you guys are on your way. It might end up being 300000 instead of 400000 It just depends on how long you guys want to... And, safe. I, and I, I think this is a key point, Jessica. You, you have to determine a, a realistic timeline based on the financial advice that Jay gave you because you're going to really, really regret it if you don't take that advice. The idea here is, is when can we build the house? Mm-hmm. Not if. And I think you've got to yeah. change that narrative. If is not the issue, it's when. You will be able to do it. So if it's an extra year, fine. And so one other thing I just want to point out is that 
there is this notion in America that renting is throwing money away. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Let me tell you why it's not in your situation based on the context that Jay just gave you. It's not throwing money away. It's it's giving you options as opposed to being over leveraged with debt and stressed out. You started the call. I could feel the stress on you just thinking about the idea of building a home. So why wouldn't you take the option of renting, which is safety, no risk in renting? Do you see it that way now? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's just a lot of pressure. Like, yep. it was a little bit less when I wasn't married. Now that I'm married, um, there's mm-hmm. just a lot more pressure applied. Like, when are you going to have children? Right, when let me, are you going to have a home? Let <laughs> me address that, okay, because we only got 30 seconds. I want you to choose today. You don't have to do it on this phone call, but I want you to choose today. Before you go to bed tonight, which pressure do I want to deal with? Do I want to deal with the pressure of family and friends to do what they want me to do? Mm. Or do I want to deal with the pressure of bone-crushing debt? Those are two types of pressures. I'll take the pressure from family and friends, Jade, all day long. (laughs) I don't want the pressure of debt that I can't handle. That's true. So it's a real clear choice. Great hour, Jade. Thanks for hanging out. As always, James Childs, our fearless leader, and the merry men in the booth. Thank you for keeping (laughs) us on the air. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, your worth being well.